content warning. The following podcast discusses mental illness. If you are struggling with your mental health and need support, call Lifeline on 13114. Here we are. We're recording. We're recording. Hello. This is a genuine hello because I haven't been here for four days. Yep. It is. And it's like the crack of dawn. It's the butt (laughs) crack of dawn for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got a new spooky light in here. It's so creepy in here. I might take a photo. Take a photo. Put it on the group. And I'll put put it it in the the group. group. I'll take a selfie of us. It's. Oh my God. Can you see me? Barely. And it's frightening. Just like a floating head. Oh, God. It's um, so weird in here. They took our light away, which was a neon... Peace sign. Peace sign. <laughs> so strange. But it was kind of... It was spooky at first, but I was used to it. This one's like... It's like when you put really, a torch underneath yeah. your face and you're telling a ghost story, which is exactly what we're basically doing in yeah. here. So well, luckily this story... It's very on brand. ...isn't actually like spooky today. Mm. It's mm. just more weird. So that's good. Yes. Um, agree. At least it's not something super scary. But yes, I have been sick, which meant I had time to research the hell out of some mysteries. Good. Great. You're also the most active group I know. member I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was just going to say, I basically <laughs> spent four sick days just lurking in our Facebook group, talking to you guys. <laughs> if you were in, if you're sorry in if I Facebook got weird. Group, Josie was hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't want her to, she was there. I was there. <laughs> Like the person that never leaves the party. Oh. <laughs> no. Was I sad? It's your party. Yeah, okay. It's your group. Um, but if you're not in the group, you should join it. Please. Um, you can find it on the pedestrian.tv Facebook page. Pedestrian being the place we actually work and we just do this <laughs> do this as well. <laughs> we have like actual jobs there. Um, and then just request and we will accept in lightning fast time. Yeah. Like, I think the only time you have to wait more than 10 minutes is if you do it overnight, if you're yes, from overseas. Yes, if we're sleeping. <laughs> and even then, sometimes I wake yeah. up at 3 a.m., have a little squeeze. <laughs> and approve. Approve yeah. away. But it's fun. We put things in there that relate to the episodes. Yeah. We put in just any crimey, weird stuff for our fellow weirdos. Memes. Memes. And then you can share things. Yeah. And people give us ideas for future episodes, which, is, which is really good because... Sometimes I'm worried we'll run out, you know, yeah. of the famous ones, but there's mm. so many mysteries in Australia. Like, there are. So I feel like people will go, hey, this weird thing happened in my hometown, and then we can do that. Yeah. So, you know, don't be shy. Share Come away. Out, share away. <laughs> Tell us your feelings. Mm. Whatever you feel like talking about Whatever within like. the mystery, unsolved crime. Yes. We're allowing supernatural conversation. Yeah. We decided that's a mystery. So, yeah. Oh, oh, my earring just fell off. That was supernatural. A, a ghost just pulled my <laughs> earring off, guys. Hang on. <laughs> the podcast room ghost. The podcast. I have to take the other one off because it will scare me. <laughs> I'm scared Amazing. of the podcast. I think the podcast room ghost is upset that the light was taken away. Probably. He likes it to be exactly how he wants it. <laughs> and if you upset the ghost, Look out. that's when bad shit starts happening. In general, just don't upset ghosts. No, that's my you should theory. never. Just be polite to them. Yeah. You know when people go and they're just like assholes to ghosts at ghost 
hunting people. Yeah, they poke the bear. Oh, my God, don't were. poke the bear. Mm. Just, why would you want a ghost, like, fucking around with you? No. I wouldn't. I'd just be like, is there anything I can get you? Yeah. Like, do you want me to leave? I can leave. You can have my whole house. Do you want me to change house? the whole set out of the house? To do you be like, like my child? <laughs> <laughs> I sacrifice would you like my, my child. partner? <laughs> Whatever you would like. Yeah. You may have it. My two cats. <laughs> yeah. Everything sacrificed. <laughs> Take it all. <laughs> I'm really uh, glad. I think my cats are probably glad that my house isn't haunted. So yeah. I haven't sacrificed them yet. But yes. I, I, I But will. you would. I would. You've got no loyalty to them when a ghost's involved at all. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's my turn. I'm so excited. Today. And I'm doing... It's not... I'm not excited like, woo, this is yeah. great that this happened. I'm excited because this is, to me, the most fascinating mm. mystery possibly in Australia ever to me, just because yes. I'm just so... I can't get my head around it. But yes, tell everybody what you're doing. Well, it was extremely weird. It's not, like, creepy, but it's just weird. But we're not poking fun at it. I just wanted that to be very clear. I'm going to talk about the Trump family. That's Trump, not Trump. (laughs) Not the Trumps. They are weird. (laughs) The Trump family and their mysterious road trip of 2016. Mm. So my friend Erin, who has been living overseas, Mm -hmm. I said, oh, I'm doing the Trump family. She goes, the Trump family? I'm like, no, no, the Trump. And she missed this. So oh, she doesn't know anything about overseas. it. Okay. So our overseas listeners won't know much about it. Mm. But our Aussie ones will because yeah. it was all over the news because yeah. it was just wacky. Yeah. But in saying that, I don't know a lot about it because right. I feel like I know like top line only. Like I feel like I wasn't heavily invested in reading everything about it. I was just sort of like, what's going on? And I yeah. think because at first it seemed like something like – people had gone missing and there was probably not they were probably weren't going to be found kind yes. of vibes and yeah. then as soon as everything went weird it was like wait what the fuck yeah sort of thing. it took so many twists and turns so I decided to set it out like day by day yeah nice um just because that's the way it did unfold mm. for us but I've kind of made a note of where it kind of reached the media wasn't until a few days into it because mm. at first we didn't know like when they left their house we weren't like, oh, our families left their house. Yeah. Like, it didn't take. It took a few days yeah. for it to just hit all the headlines. Okay, so it was Monday, the 29th of August, 2016, and Mark and Jac- I think it's Jacoba or Jacoba. Okay, but she's known as Kobe. Okay, so I'm just going to refer to her as yeah, Kobe because I can't Kobe. pronounce her first name. So they're red current farmers, um, Mark and Kobe Trump, and their three adult kids, Rihanna, 29. Mitchell, 25, and Ella, 22, piled into Ella's silver, is it Peugeot? Yeah. Peugeot, and left their property in Sylvan, which is located about 40 kilometres east of Melbourne in Victoria. They took cash with them, but they left all the doors of their quite big farmhouse, it's quite a nice place, Mm. left the doors unlocked. They left all their passports, wallets, credit cards, and phones behind. God, it's already weird. Keys were left in the ignition of some vehicles and there were financial documents relating to the two family businesses, the current farm and an earth-moving business, stacked in piles around the house. Mark and Kobe believed people were after them and that their lives were in danger. So police sources told the Telegraph of the trip that in their delusional state, the entire family was planning on going overseas, but they decided against it, saying passports can be tracked they thought the safer option would be going to a place where technology cannot reach them. That is 
super accurate. Yeah. I think. Yes. Totally. My like, whole thing is if shit went down, like if zombies came, yeah. go off the grid. Yeah. Always. I'd go to Tasmania. You always say this, but Tasmania <laughs> is so small. Like I know, but if someone was chasing you and they got to Tasmania, <laughs> it's not that hard to find you. Well, I think Frederick Valentich is in Tasmania. You think yeah, I feel like if if Josie were to Harold Holt's probably yeah, in Tasmania. You, that's what I was just about to say. You think everything's in Tasmania. I'm Every going in Tasmania person. soon. I'm gonna look for them both. I know that you're out there. <laughs> just start yelling into the abyss of like the forest. <laughs> Frederick, Harold. <laughs> I promise I won't tell anyone. <laughs> to show me. <laughs> Lithgow Panther pops out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just as an aside. <laughs> Just as an aside. So Mitchell secretly brought his phone along. Okay. And when his parents figured out he had it, he was told to chuck it out of the car window. So that was about half an hour into the trip. Yeah. So they're very, like, hectic about, yes. like, someone is coming for us yeah. and we need to have no trace. Okay. So they said to him, it's being used to track us. Chuck it out the window. Yeah. So by Tuesday, the family had driven through the night, hadn't stopped, mm-hmm. and they made it to a town called Kelso, which is eight hours away from mm-hmm. where they started, um, over the border of New South Wales. At about 7 a.m., Mitchell left the family, and he told media later that he thought his father, Mark, um, wasn't in a good state of mind. Mm. He boarded public transport to Sydney and then Melbourne in an effort to get back home. So it was a real, like, mission for him by that point because Kelso is near Bathurst. Yeah. So for our non-Australian listeners, he was kind of like in the middle of New South Wales. Yeah. Made it back to Sydney, which is like on the coast, and then back down on a train to Mm. Melbourne. So it all takes quite a while. Yeah. So he really was just like, no. Yeah. I'm done with this whole scenario. So Mark, Kobe, Ella and Rihanna continued on for about an hour, reaching the Janolan Caves mm-hmm. in the Blue Mountains region of New South Wales. So that's kind of nearing Sydney at this point, yeah. which to me is a bit strange because if you're wanting to go off the grid, but then you're heading to like a tourist attraction yeah. in the Blue Mountains. But then I suppose like Blue Mountains is quite expansive and mm. you could potentially like hang go, out with a Lithgow pan. Yeah, totally. Find some cave, whatever. But like in the sense of you go out back, which is what everyone would think you would do, yes. but the outback, like the the environment is so harsh. Yeah. It's like it's your plan to was to not live in a town mm. but to like just go bush or something. Yeah. It's not the place true. to be. So yeah, I I kind of get it so far, maybe. At this point, mm-hmm. The two daughters split from the family, from the parents, so it's not known why. Okay. They stole a car and they headed two hours south to the New South Wales town of Goulburn. Mm. So when they got there, they reported their parents as missing and then again, it's not known why, but then they separated. Wow, God, because I'm like following and then I'm not following. Yeah. Like I got the escaping, but then, okay, keep going. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, it's fine. Um, and I think feel like around this point was when it hit the media. Yeah. Because these parents were missing and then Ella took off in the stolen car and drove back down to Sylvan. Um, but Rihanna was found in Goulburn. So mm. Goulburn man Keith Whitaker had just filled up on petrol and he was driving his ute to a medical appointment when he felt someone kick the back of his car seat. Oh, my God. <laughs> in a, like in a ute. Is that not? Oh my god, I would have a heart attack. 
that my life would be over. My actual nightmare. Like, that is my my check my, your cars, guys. <laughs> always check the back seat. Did you watch Urban Legend? Oh, Urban Legend. Oh my god, I always check my back seat. Yeah. I'm constantly checking my back yeah. seat, even in illogical circumstances. Yeah. and you where have I've like a small little car. I'm just imagining this yeah. tall <laughs> no, murderer. Like, imagine if you did check your back seat and you caught the person like just lying there, and they were just like. What do I do now? But, like, what would you do if you got caught? Then you just have to, like, run away. (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) open the door and, like, wriggle out. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just a nightmare. Oh, my God. That's that's just hell to me. That's hell to me. Um, So this is what he told the Goulburn Post. I turned around and saw two legs stretched across the back between my seat and the floor. She was lying on the floor. I got an extreme shock. Of course you did, Keith. Bloody hell. Keith, I'm amazed you're alive. I pulled over in a rest area. The young woman sat up and was staring straight ahead. I asked her who she was and if she was all right. She did not know her name and she had no idea where she was. I asked her if she needed any water or anything or was in any way injured and she said no. Then I called the police. Until the police arrived, she mostly sat and stared straight ahead as if she was catatonic. They arrived about an hour later. Guys, come on. Get your shit together. <laughs> it's Goulburn. Goulburn is not that big. <laughs> it's so small. It's literally What so else small, is happening guys. there? Like, like, if that call came to me at the Goulburn Police Station, yeah. I'd be like, this is fucking insane. Yeah. Let's get down there. Like, yeah. You could And walk. how old is she? <laughs> um, 29. Oh, okay. I thought she was like a teenager for some reason. No. So I was like, if it was a teenager, it'd be even more like that. But yeah, okay. <clears throat> they, Still. Yeah. They arrived about an hour later. They took her back to Goulburn Police Station. She was a well-dressed young woman and she offered to give me $50 for oh. my trouble. But I said, no, thanks. I was just glad to help her. Keith, you're Keith, an angel. You're a sweet angel from heaven. <laughs> Love you. Isn't he cute? And it's like, clearly they were rolling with a bit of cash. Well, they had all that I cash. just imagine her like peeling off a yeah. 50. Like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you for not freaking out. Like, kick yeah, the back fully. of your chair. So... Rihanna was then hospitalised in Goulburn for stress-related issues Mm. and assessed by mental health professionals. Meanwhile, down in Sylvan, police entered the family home. So after they reported the parents missing, Mm. that was then communicated to Victorian police because this was, again, crossing state lines, and they went to their house. That's when they found all the stuff I said at the start. So everything unlocked, the passports, the paper stacked around everywhere. Just weird. Like, they were instantly Mm. like, something's wrong here. Yeah. Um, so Ella also arrived home late that night. Um, in the coming days, she spoke to the media and said she was still confused about the reasoning behind the family fleeing the house in the first place, saying, it is very confusing. I still feel confused. I think our state of minds weren't in the best place. And yeah, I can't even really. And then she just trailed off. So she couldn't explain it. Um, as for separating from her older sister, she said, I was still confused about the whole situation, as I still am now, but I needed to get home to feed my horses. Mm. So she was really like, I'm going. Like, they clearly had some kind of argument. Yeah. And then she was just like, fuck this. So she took the stolen car. She ended up, she was charged for stealing the car. Oh, okay. But they That's dropped a, the yeah, charges. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Not, she does not seem in the right frame of mind. So at be. this point, it was all like media, media, like missing parents, stolen car, woman in the back of the car. Yeah sun somewhere they're everywhere it was just insane and everyone was just like what is going on here yeah. so on the wednesday morning mitchell finally arrived back at the family home and he found all the police there he shed some light on what had prompted the road trip he said i've never seen anything like it like his parents it was really hard to explain or put a word on it but they were just fearing for their lives and then they decided to flee 
It was a build-up of different normal everyday events, just pressure, and it slowly got worse as the days went by. The best way to describe it is like a movie. I've never seen anyone act like this or conduct themselves in this way. I've never seen my parents or anyone at all go to this extreme. They are a bit paranoid. So when he was asked later about why he left first, Mm. he said, I'd had enough and I I thought getting out was the best idea at the time. But yeah, in hindsight, I probably should have stayed with them and tried to help and bring them back around and talk to them more. But yeah, I got out of the car and made my way home. Um, so then, finally, the parents were seen on the Wednesday. Mark and Kobe, they were both seen in Wangaratta. Is that how you say it? Yeah. So that's back in Victoria, only about two hours and 45 minutes north of the family home. What? I did everything on Google Maps. Gosh. So they were back closer to home. But then they became separated for reasons unknown, and Kobe boarded public transport. On the Wednesday night, a couple who were out playing Pokemon Go... <laughs> Oh my god! Two thousand and sixteen thing for them to be doing. So it's ten p.m. in a small town. What else are you going to do? True, and everyone was so fucking obsessed with that dumb game. Got to catch them all. Um, So they were out, and they began being followed by a grey Peugeot station wagon. Don't stop it. The male driver. Um, said the car was following him so closely that he couldn't even see its headlights. So it was like right up their ass. What? The couple pulled over and so did the station wagon and Mark Trump got out of the car and ran towards them. <gasps> oh, my God. I'd be like hightailing it out of I know. <laughs> fuck um, Pokemon. <laughs> Literally, I'd be like, fuck this Pokemon <laughs> bullshit. Get me away from this yes. madman that is running at me. So then he stopped in the middle of the road and ran into bushland at Mary War Park, abandoning the Persia. So he ran. He, so he ran so he at stopped. them and then away. Yeah, he, he ran, okay. then he stopped, and then he just ran sideways, like, into oh. a park. Oh, he's not okay. Police searched the park and found no trace of Mark what? Trump. This is quite, it's quite a big park. It wasn't, like, one of those ones. No, yeah, just, but, like, just... Yeah. Oh, it's just weird. I it's know. So weird. And it, so it just started getting, like, some more twists and turns. So on Thursday, Kobe Trump arrived in Yass, which is three and a half hours northeast of Wangaratta. So she yeah. went back north back into New South Wales to Yass, which is where the Queer Eye guys went. Yeah. Because it's like, yes. Um, it's just a, another country town, kind of near, it's an hour away from Goulburn. So. Yeah, well, because I was going to say, Yass is near Canberra and, like, it's between yeah. Canberra and Goulburn, I'm pretty sure. So mm. it's kind of like she's gone back to where they yes, were. Yes, like they must like have said. They're just said, going in circles almost. They must have said when they left, the girls, when they left them at the Janolan Caves, must have said, we're going to Goulburn. Yeah. Because why would she know? Yeah. So um, here in Yass, Kobe attempted to check into accommodation but was recognised and taken to Yass Hospital for care as she was in a disoriented, agitated state. Mm. She eventually joined Rihanna at Goulburn Hospital where they spent several days under care for mental health issues. So that was Thursday. Nothing else, no more developments happened till Saturday because Mark Trump was missing. So he'd been missing for three days, last seen on Wednesday night running into the bushland. Police suspect he broke into a local hotel that night to sleep because the owners reported a break-in. But there was no sign of him until Saturday evening in Wangaratta when a local saw him wandering along the road and alerted the police because by this point it was national, where is this man? Yeah. They had fears that they would never find him. Wow. Um, and so the fa- so Mitchell and Ella were together mm-hmm. at the house. They did like a press conference. They were like, come home. They were upset. I remember that. I do remember that. And the other two were in the still hospital. in the hospital. And but they the had family missing. with them and the mm. dad was missing. 
He was taken into police custody and given a mental health assessment. And after five hours at the station, he was released. His brother, I think, is a cop. And I think he came and got him. Mm. Um, and he gave all the waiting media the finger. It's like this <laughs> iconic photo. I'll put it in the, in the group. He gives them the finger. But later he released a statement like thanking people for their concern. Yeah, yeah. Um, all in all, the family travelled over 1,600 kilometres on this road trip. God. So when the news of the road trip broke, people began to speculate on what had prompted mm. it. Mm. So because they were on a farm, a lot of people thought there might be some chemicals I was just that they'd been say, using that had yeah. induced this group paranoia because the, all the financial documents were everywhere. So other people were like, oh, maybe they've borrowed money off the wrong crowd. Um, but police obviously looked into all of that. They The farm wasn't in financial trouble. Like yeah. Both their businesses were successful. So they had no reason. They had no debt, flee. nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I remember when it happened, I'm like, oh, maybe they're just like they've got themselves into this yeah. hole and they yeah. see, you know, no way out and yeah. they're like bankrupt. Or none of that. Not in debt, no problems at all. Um, and the police could find no evidence of any dodgy dealings or like any money being borrowed from yeah. anyone us like everything was above board a second theory was that they were under the influence of drugs or that they had been poisoned by chemicals or even carbon monoxide Mm. or something in their water and they tested the water and tested the farm everything there were people with like those hazmat oh they're terrifying um and the water source was just the same source that everyone in the town got so it was just like so there's nothing yeah that's influencing them yeah because i would think the same thing because like when you think of an entire family on a farm going yeah. crazy, it's like surely something has – well, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to ruin S-Town for people. There is a related chemical-related right. scenario. okay. I haven't S-Town. Oh, it's very good, but it's part of it, the thing, yeah, it's like without ruining it, just a vague conversation, but they talk a bit about like – fumes and chemicals and things and the effect they can have on the brain and Mm. yeah that was yeah a lot of people thought that you'll love this another Mm -hmm. theory was that the family was involved in a weird sect or cult and were attempting to escape that Um, Mark Trump's father George said to media there's nothing sinister no cult no one else involved it's such a puzzle I can understand why everyone is so intrigued one day we'll know yeah. So it was like even so his own dad cult. was just like, what? Yeah. But the overarching theory and the one that seems correct is that some of the family members were suffering from a rare psychiatric condition known as folie de, which translates to madness of two. Hmm. It's also a Fallout Boy album. That's how I first <laughs> learned like, that word. Also, it's a Fallout Boy I remember Boy when album. that album came out, I actually, like, was I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. And so I read about the condition and that was before this so yeah now if you read about the condition this case is in like the wikipedia page wow for okay. it. yeah so there's also versions that translate i'm not going to do all the french mm-hmm. <laughs> but they translate to madness of family madness of many madness yep. of three madness of four um, but the technical name is shared psychotic disorder so it's when delusional beliefs and sometimes hallucinations become shared by several people often affecting those who are socially or physically isolated from others. Yeah, so farm life. Yeah, and it's often families and, Mm. yeah, people living, you know, in isolated spots or on farms. Which makes sense because I suppose your reality could get skewed if you've got isolation. Mm, Exactly, yeah. Even if you're like, even this week, like being homesick (laughs) for four days by myself, like I I get a bit 
that's that whole cabin fever oh, stir yeah. crazy I like, thing. I was like, I thought you were like... Of like, you need... Like, my cat was speaking no, to me. You need like, like okay, other <laughs> Yeah, no, people. yeah, it's true. And like, I'm not a real people person. I love being by myself. But yeah. I remember when I used to be a freelancer, I worked from home. I like forgot how to make small talk. Like I would go somewhere after work because work was me sitting by myself at a home. And then I'd go out and people were just like talking at me. And I was like, uh, I forgot like how to... Yeah. And I just think if you... They worked really hard on the farm. They worked like seven days a week. The whole family all work together. So yeah. it's kind of understandable that something... If they were the only people they were seeing in this small town... Um, yeah, it's kind of understandable that it would happen. So the way it happens is a couple of ways. So I have to speak French again. Folly impose is where a dominant person, known as the primary, inducer or principal, initially forms a delusional belief during a psychotic episode and imposes it on another person or persons, known as the secondary, the acceptor or the associate, mm. with the assumption that the secondary person might not have become deluded if left to his or her own devices. If the parties are admitted to hospital separately, then the delusions in the person with the induced belief, so the secondary, usually resolve without the need of medication. This is from a psych- psychiatric journal. Not very um, deep, some deep research. Folly, folly <laughs> simultaneously <laughs> describes. Amazing. Julie and my boyfriend, who can speak French, would be so upset I right know, now. I know, but he's listening, being oh, like, oh, God. Josie. Um, describes either the situation where two people considered to suffer independently from psychosis influence the content of each other's delusions so they become identical or strikingly similar or one in which two people morbidly predisposed to delusional psychosis mutually trigger the symptoms in each other. So there's only, I'm going to go through a few cases, there's only a few recorded instances of folie de in history. So it's super rare and... I love all this stuff. Yeah. The term was originally coined in the 19th century after a French couple named Margaret and Michael, both aged 34. Um, they believed that people were breaking into their house at night and spreading dust and lint through their house, as well as putting on their shoes and wearing the soles down. What? That's yeah. such a weird thing to be thinking was happening. Um, some cases have been more serious, including the 2008 case, which was covered on case file. Of Swedish twins, Sabina and Ursula Eriksson. Oh, my God, yes, I remember this. Yeah. This is wild. So they were aged in their late 30s. They left a tour bus in the UK city of Liverpool and ran headfirst into oncoming traffic on a busy freeway. Not once, but twice. Yeah. So they were, like, injured and they fought the police off. Yeah. With, like, huge amounts of strength. Yeah. And um, they're still, are they still alive? They're still alive, aren't they? Are I'm they? still talking. Um, I'll tell oh, you. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so they believed that people were coming to get them. When people tried to help them, they screamed and fought them off and claimed that the people were going to harvest their organs. Sabina was hurt more seriously and was hospitalised. While Ursula was briefly detained by police but let go, once released she was taken in by a local man and she ended up stabbing him to death. (gasps) Mm. Oh, my God, I do not remember that That's crazy. They are still alive, to answer your question. So she was jailed after that. Yeah, well, understandably. Um, But Sabina just went off and did her own thing. But, yeah, so they shared this belief that people were coming to get them and harvesting their organs. Um, And it seems like in that case, um, Ursula, the one that stabbed the man, was the imposer. Yeah, so the one with the psychotic belief and then Sabine was the secondary. Yeah, so then the second case is 
like a, the mutual one, the simultaney. So a couple known only as Mr. and Mrs. A, so they're American, they had both shown schizophrenic signs as children. Um, they believed that one of the voices they were conversing with was the same demon oh and God. that he was threatening to kill them. So the pair bought a gun. One night after eating dinner at a restaurant, they felt like two male diners were laughing at them. They went home, but the demons told them to go back and kill the men, so they returned and shot them dead. Oh, my God. Mm. So there's, like, really serious where it... That one just sounds like it was an actual demon. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's really there serious ones feel like where, demons it, are real and that's where it results in a crime. But I think with the Tromps, it was just... You know, it just everything snowballed. Yeah, um, I think, and you know, they've spoken out now a little bit, but not too much. Um, oh God, I've lost my spot. It's okay, we needed it out. My, my scrolling is the wrong direction. <laughs> so Mitch said in a press conference after Mark had been located, "I can see everyone's questions. I can see why they want to know, but it's a family matter. We just want the family to come back together and everything to sort of work itself out, which I think it will." Um, and they kind of have, like, yeah. we haven't really well, heard. Well, yeah, haven't heard from them since, yeah, haven't heard about them since then. Um, last year in May, Rihanna spoke out for the first time, telling Woman's Day, we're all very embarrassed. We didn't want to be famous. That's for famous people. She confirmed her father was suffering from a mental breakdown and that she started to believe his fears. So she basically mm. confirmed this folie de theory. You have a few things and they do build up. You can get sick in some way adding you do start to think the same Mm. we're all happy healthy and just trying to get back on track again and get over everything that's happened yeah um so i my theory is was he was like the imposer yeah and then i don't think mitch was 100 percent. i don't think he was affected at all like he brought his phone yeah he left i think he literally just went along because he was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And um, like almost maybe protective. Yeah. Like, well, I better go with my family because yep. who knows what's going to happen from here kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then he said he regretted leaving at that point. I I think he, you know, no one could have predicted that it would be all no. over the news. And I think it's so sad. Like you can kind of put yourselves in there. You know, when you get really upset, like if you're drunk and you get really upset and you're crying, crying, yep. and then you're like, oh, I can't believe it's like got to this point. Yes. Like, I'm crying in front of everyone. Yes. Or, yes. You're like, I, uh, I can't believe I'm doing this or yes. saying these things, but I'm like when you have a fight with somebody like a partner or yeah. a sibling or something and you're sort of like start yelling and saying all this awful shit and you're yeah. like, even in the back of your head, you're like, no, I don't mean any of this and yeah. I don't know why I'm saying and it. I but, wish I hadn't got to this point. Yeah. You can kind of imagine that's how they were feeling like when Ella left she was probably like okay this really escalated I just want to feed my horses yes I feel like definitely for Mitch and Ella for sure Mm. I feel like the dad and Kobe the wife Kobe's the wife right yes yeah I was like "Mm, just checking yeah and Rhiannon Rihanna Rihanna yeah I think they were the most yeah. affected, obviously, yep. because she was like that. That's scary. What oh, um, our mate? What's his mate? What's our mate's name? Keith. Keith. They're always called like Keith. How Keith described her as being like disoriented, yeah. not knowing her own name. Like that's yeah. hectic. That's proper yeah. like psychosis stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like, yeah, potentially the other two weren't as affected. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what's interesting to me. It's clearly come from the dad, or yeah. at the very least, the parents. Yes. Like, the kids seem mm. much more like 
what the fuck happened. Yeah, a little kind of more thing. detached. Yeah. But then it's that thing of was it folie deux? Yeah. Or was something sus mm. going down? Actually going down. Yeah. Mm. And the kids are just not aware of what it actually yeah, was. Yeah, maybe. But then it's like, cause, okay, so my head went, this is my, this is my first theory, mm. aside from the chemicals. Yes. Was some dodgy drug slash mm. sus shit, criminal shit going on where they had to leave. You know, like, yeah. like you hear these stories. I don't even know if this stuff's real. I have no idea about the drug trade business, but I'm actually <laughs> don't reading. Don't you? I thought that <laughs> you well-versed. thought you were just like having a little drug <laughs> side hustle. Side hustle. Um, I'm reading a book called Boy Swallows Universe, which is an Australian book, um, mm. fiction book, um, by a guy who grew up in Brisbane in the 80s and had kind of a background in living with in a suburb and a sort of community with lots of drug dealing mm. and that sort of thing. And I'm not sure if his parents were actually involved or whether he just witnessed it from other families. But anyway, the point is mm. in the book, you know, a drug deal goes awry and then mm. like shit goes down and it's bad shit and it's like people going missing and like, you yep. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and it it's like you hear that all the time. Mm. So it's like you fuck around with drug dealers. Mm-hmm. And you really could need to leave and yes. leave all your shit at your house and, yep. like, fuck off with Just your cash. Yeah. But then in saying that, after being found, Nothing's, it's very strange yeah. to me that they would just be... Two years later, everything's... Yeah, like, they're still alive. So mm-hmm. if they yeah. did do some bad shit, yep. that probably wouldn't be the mm. case. So Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The cult thing is still interesting to yeah. me. Especially in those farming kind of communities where there's like big you know isolated properties oh yeah, and yeah. that's like kind of where they like farming communities no no it just happens out there but yeah no where I know there's what you like mean. yeah you can physically have a commune or a, yeah. like a headquarters and totally be kind of fly under the radar yeah and I think more. also it's that thing of like we were saying like the isolation means mm. that you can fixate on beliefs that people that are like you know, really surrounded by mm. lots of other people, maybe wouldn't. Yeah. Um, what was I going to thinking? It, like to me, it's like something happened, some some shit that was connected to the dad or the mom. Yeah. Whether it was business related or like yeah, shady criminal shit or whatever, something happened to make them go. Yeah. And <coughs> the mass media scrutiny scared off the scared bad off people. the yeah, like just yeah. like. In saying that about the drug thing, it's not like they could just, like, potentially they could have, you know, taken out the family. Yeah. And done it in a way where they had time to get away or yeah, yeah. do with the mess. But there were so many eyeballs on this yes. family after yeah. what happened. Yeah. But I don't know. That could just be me and my conspiracy theory brain. I remember, oh, I don't, do I remember this or did I see it in my research? I think I saw it in my research. Um, while it was happening, there were a lot of sceptical people going, they're just trying to – it's a publicity stunt. like, oh. And that's why Rihanna said we didn't want to be famous. Yeah. Um, because people were like – I read some Facebook comment where this guy was like, you just watch, you know, in X amount of months, they'll have a book deal and there'll be a TV version. And mm. But they have not done no, that. They have not They've, done that. We're clearly mortified um, by it all and we're just like, mm, leave us alone now. And Rihanna's the only one that's spoken out in – those quotes that I read is literally all she said in this yeah. as a journal, like reading the Woman's Day article. I'm like, wow, you didn't get a lot yeah. from her. Like it's a big right around of like basically two sentences. Yeah. So it's not like it was a big sit down 
tell all tell all first person account like it was very it's quite vague really but yeah. she does say you know that it kind of stemmed from mark yeah so she kind of confirms it in that way but yeah it definitely sounds like the parents would definitely yeah. one or both and were like, the instigators even i'm 33 mm. if my mum was like quick like we have to go this is happening you, your first instinct is your parents yeah like, your parents are always right they can't possibly just be having some kind of mental break like you go with them yeah like I can see why the kids went with them even though they're all adults yeah um and why because you grow up and you do what your parents say and you you think that they are right oh totally (laughs) they They make the rules yeah there's such a like power in a parent Mm. even if you are like I guess if you were completely estranged from your parents maybe not but even if you just had a just not super close relationship Mm. there's still always that little bit of a like shit if they're saying something's happening it's probably happening yeah there's a like a connection yeah so that's the trump family that's so hectic which gripped the nation for about a week um but yeah i think it's just i remember being like "Ooh, what's happening and then at the end i just kind of felt sad because i was like yeah clearly they were just having a moment and then we all found out about it. Yeah, it's definitely – I still very much feel like there's more shit to mm. it than just a group. I just don't really 100% believe this group psychosis thing. I think those sisters is kind of different, I feel, because, like, sisters mm. and the sister connection and just if you were alone and, like – Yeah, and they were twins. Like, yeah, twins, all of that. Like, I'm super, super close to my sister. If she, like – if we were, like, isolated and she started <laughs> saying shit to me, eventually I probably would believe mm. it. But – but with that, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. It just feels mm. something about it feels like there was more to convenient. it. Like that they were fleeing for a good yeah, reason. Like it did stem from something. Yeah. But in saying that, if it were just psychosis related, it is really sad mm. because it's kind of like their group mental illness just got completely yes. publicized and, you know, I'm imagining as well living on a farm, potentially they're the kind of people, like you said, that they just don't really want mm. attention. They're not, like, they're private people. Yeah. So then it's kind of upsetting, Yeah. you know. But I, not to say I don't think the media were wrong in this case because, like, it no. was insane. Yeah. It was crazy what was happening and, like, we wanted, like, everyone thought something very bad was going on. Yeah. And it was actually good because people then recognised him yeah. when he was wandering around and yep. could keep. And the mum. Yeah. Could keep um, police kind of informed. Yeah. So I actually think the media dealt with it pretty well. Yeah. Considering. Um, what was I thinking? So you think you think Folia Deux? I think so. Oh, I read an article while I was researching this and about Folia Deux, and it was like we all kind of have it in very, you know, like you, be- you believe what your parents believe when you're a yes, kid. Yes, yeah, that's true. Like, and the conclusion of this article is like we all kind of have it in us mm. a little bit, but sometimes it can become extreme, yeah, and result in terrible crimes or you know not that that the Trump family, yeah, I mean the other examples. There was a recent example of a family in India that all killed themselves. Oh God! And there were all these diaries about like they the dad was like. It's all right because when we do it, this, like, spirit or whatever will, like, bring us back. 
Yeah. So they so all did it. So it's yeah. that culty kind of well, thing. Well, yeah, I was going to well. say, like a, yeah. where's the line between folie de and then those kind of cults? Yeah, and brain you know, like Waco. And, yeah. and, I mean, I don't think um, Jonestown is the same because that. I know heaps about Jonestown and it kind of turned into him just yeah. forcing people. Yeah. Um, but Waco was very much like that. It was like, mm. you know, we all need to die. Yep. And what was his name? David. Um, David Koresh. Koresh. Um, and yeah, like that stuff is, you know, so tied to like one leader mm-hmm. influencing the yep. masses. But then is that folie de? Probably not. No, I don't know. I think I feel like it then crosses the line into yeah. like brainwashing and yes, yeah, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, true, that kind of thing. But it, I thought that was an interesting point of like, and I think when you grow up, you go, oh, "Hang on, my mum believes in whatever." Yeah, and I don't believe like my mum's into like crystals and things like that. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, but my brother who like mum would give him a crystal when he was a kid, like, "Oh, you need to calm down here. Hold this crystal." Yeah. Now he'd be like, "Piss off!" Like yeah. I don't believe in crystals. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's that yeah. thing of like you accept things when you're younger. Yeah, and they influence you. Oh god, we're so yeah. influential. Like human beings, we're so influenced by everything. Mm. And yeah, like um, maybe people have more tendencies than others. Like yeah. I don't know. Well, it's in that way as well. Like, it's really interesting because I was thinking this politically, which mm. is really not at all connected to Folio Dirt, but it kind of ties into your thing about everyone has a little bit in yeah. there. Of, like, I grew up, my mum was staunchly Labour. My dad was very, like, staunchly yeah, Labour. Yeah. So I've grown up as Same. a Labour supporter. Yeah. yeah. But then I have friends who grew up in the country, mm. so who are staunchly liberal because Mm. their parents Mm -hmm. were staunchly liberal. Mm. And, I mean, obviously a lot of that does tie to, like, your environment, like your socioeconomic status, your, like, lifestyle. You know, like, my mum's a public school teacher. Yeah. So she was always, like, labour support public schools. And then friends who live in the country, their parents were farmers or, Mm -hmm. you know, agriculture, worked in agriculture and were, like, you know, liberal support the local farmers and local business. Yeah. And um, but it's that thing of like you grow up, and it's mm. like even with things like you know, in, inherited kind of racism. Oh, totally. Where I've had friends who grew up, yeah, like and just homophobia and all of those all things. of that, yeah, all of that, which is yeah. So I guess yeah, I, I agree with that. We we all have a little bit of yeah. that being able to be influenced by others. Yeah, but then it it goes well, too then, far. Yeah, we're not yeah. all getting in a car and driving no. away to yes, are we? So no. Anyway. I'm so intrigued. It's such an interesting situation. Yeah. It really was. And it's, yeah, now it's on all, like it's on kind of global websites and like it's on Reddit and stuff when I did my research. So it kind of reached, maybe not the news, but when you look into Folia Dirt, it's one of the top recent examples of it. So it'll always like be in those Wikipedia results. Yeah. Which is a bit sad. But yeah, I hope people found it as fascinating as we did. I think they Especially did. the people that didn't live here and hear all about it. Yeah. Like my friend Erin. Uh, yeah, that's me. Cool. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>